0: Welcome to our Kitoko podcast today with a new guest, Alice Denner. She's Managing Partner and Senior Coach at the Denner Academy. Uh, they're based in Berlin and they're also experts in organization development and change management. And today in this podcast, we will look at the approach of intuition coaching. It's a really effective mindfulness technique with which one can permanently dissolve inner blockages and obstacles. I already experienced this methodology and I was quite inspired. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really fascinated what we're going to discuss today with Alice. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Alice.
1: Hey everyone, I'm very much looking forward for this podcast and yeah, even though we're digital, <laughs> so there's some distance between I'm, I'm looking forward, yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you, guys. So let's hop directly into the topic and um, maybe Alice, you can tell us a little bit more um, where, from where the inter um, coaching methodology was developed.
2: The um, met- methodology was uh, developed by Professor Dr. Angelica Wagner at the University of Hamburg and she researched uh, the stress of teachers and pupils and found out that Whenever we are really in a stressful situation, our (coughs) brain is occupied by um, looking for all the details of the situation. Um, It's occupied by observing how the other people are, um, how the situation is, and it's not anymore in shape to find good solutions for a situation. So you could Imagine a pupil who has to solve a math problem in front of the whole class, and his brain is occupied by are the others start to, l- to laugh, or um, am I really getting red in my face, uh, etc., and is not anymore uh, in shape to, to think about the math problem. And this feels really stupid to, to this um, pupil and really embarrassing. And um, this is happening whenever we come into stress. And this was the starting point for Angelika Wagner to, to invent the method of uh, introvision. So she really tried to find uh, um, a method to get along with the stress, or better to say, to find a, find a method, so that this stress doesn't come up in the first place and that we could keep calm and solution-focused in such situations. And th- so she developed this um, method of introvision coaching and within our, um, in within our academy, at Dana Academy, we, we de- developed it further because the process of introvision was a quite long process to learn and it was too long for for business coaching. So we included stuff from transactional analysis and um, mindfulness-based stress reduction so to to really shorten the process and to to get along better um, with it uh, within business coaching.
1: Thanks for bringing this question forward, Arno. And uh, yeah, for the explanation, the definition. So you further developed it in a short time um, can you tell us a little bit more, so how can you actually then also, in a short period, actually use this technique? Yeah?
2: Yes, so um, perhaps first of all I explain a little bit deeper how intro coaching works. Um, as Arno already told, it's an approach to overcome inner stress and um, blockages. And um, whenever we come into stress, we have so-called inner imperatives, so, you could imagine again this poor pupil um, trying to solve this math problem in front of the class. And it felt so embarrassing for him, that uh, perhaps he developed an inner imperative that this should not have m- happen anymore again. So, it, it, could, um, um, it, cou- it could be like, I'm not allowed to make fool of myself in public again, because it felt too embarrassing. But uh, in his later life, when he's an adult and is doing a good job, it may be that um, at some point um, his uh, boss says, Oh, you had really a good idea. Uh, I would like you to, um, to make a speech of this idea in front of the whole company. So then again, there's a really good situation for him to, um, yeah, to get in the situation to make a fool of himself again. And then the stress comes up. And um, this inner imperative, saying, I'm not allowed to make fool of myself in public again, is connected to our alarm system. And this alarm system is placed in the amygdala in our brain. It's um, part of our limbic system within our pr- brain. And uh, in the amygdala, all our perceptions are collected in the first place before they are sent to our cerebrum. And um, in our amygdala is our alarm system. And whenever um, my perception tells me, okay, something could happen which is not allowed to happen, our alarm uh, turns on. And what we normally do is trying to deal with the stress via via stress management methods. So mm, whenever we are under stress, you could imagine like a pressure cooker. And with, um, we have the stress, and the pressure cooker is really um, cooking hardly. And what we are doing with uh, stress, man- stress management methods is to try to, to work at the release valve of the cooker to, let, to get some pressure off the pot. And with introvision, we don't want to get the pressure off, but we want to turn down the heat under the cooker so that uh, the stress uh, don't come. Uh, doesn't come up in the first place, so we want to disconnect this imperative that something is not allowed to happen or something must happen um, from our alarm system. And uh, this works because our alarm system Mm -hmm. is uh, really invented and really helpful Mm -hmm. for my um, physical survival. So um, it's really helpful if I go to the street and a big car is um, driving uh, towards me in a, fa- f- in a fast manner. So I need really this alarm system because it, um, f- uh, it f- it's flooding my, my system with hormones, with stress hormones, which, which are helping me to cross the street in a faster way and to, to survive. Um, so, you normally know this uh, system from the public um, fight, fight, or freeze, freeze behavior. But all these hormones, which are f- um, in within my system, then are not at all helpful for my psychological survival. And the situation to hold a speech in front of the whole company, for example. Th- is there my uh, physical survival is not in question at all. It's all about my psychological survival. If I'm um, making a fool of myself or if, if it's an embarrassing situation, but it's not about my physical survival. So, um, if we react with um, management methods now, we, we give a hint to our alarm system that this alarm makes sense, because I'm reacting to the alarm and then it remains. So the stress management method help at the moment, in the moment, but um, on the long long run my alarm will remain. And what we do within uh, introvision is that we do something else that we do normally. What I want to say is that within a coaching session we make a practice, an exercise where I really try to trigger the alarm um, by by purpose and then help my coachee to not react to to the alarm but just looking at it, just observing what's happening through this alarm, what's happening within my body, what's happening um, emotionally, and what's happening um, within my thoughts, what picture are coming up, what, um, what memories are coming up. And just looking at them helps that the alarm could go down because the hormones will be um, will, be, um, will be will be will get lower because my body is working with them, and then my my system could learn. M- the the alarm went down, and I did nothing, and I'm still alive. This alarm makes no sense at all because it uh, takes a lot of energy out of m- me, and I'm still uh, surviving. So I don't need this alarm anymore, and then. This imperative, this feeling of I'm not allowed to make a fool of myself, for example, could disconnect from my alarm system and then I could really be calm in situation which stressed me in the first place a lot.
0: Really interesting, thanks Alice for this for this input before we we actually come. Closer to how this method really, this profound method really function, I'm really curious if you can um, tell us some some other examples for imperatives. You know, not getting the f- the full of myself was one. Do you have other examples of of possible imperatives for the people out there? Maybe they 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 got catched <laughs> out of these these examples. Yeah.
2: Um, what? What I really see quite often um, at clients is uh, the imperative or the fear of not being good enough. So, um, for example, the imperative, I'm not allowed to be not good enough. I have to be good at all times. Or sometimes even the people have the feeling being not good enough and really fight for, for making a great job But inside, there's always the fear that at some point, someone will discover that I'm not good enough at all. And this is also a big fear, so the imperative would be um, it should not happen that someone finds out that I'm not good enough in the end. Uh, another big theme is failure. So the, the thing about failing within a project, for example, is a big fear also. also I'm not allowed to fail. I'm not allowed to be unsuccessful. Uh, it's quite um, often within the business world for managers, for, for example. And this um, creates loads of stress for the people. Another uh, imperative or, or example is the fear of not being accepted or loved. So quite often if someone really should, do, um, should, should um, give a critical feedback to a membership of the team, for example, they don't do it because there's the big fear of in the end not being accepted anymore if I um, give this critical feedback. Th- this is also a topic quite common within the business world.
1: Yeah these are very huge topics uh, it goes really deep into the existence of of the human being of the existence and i would like to know and um, yeah how does it actually come to this programmation? is it how we were raised or is it the society that shapes this um, alarm system but from where do you think is it coming from this also misprogrammation? yeah
2: i think lots of these um, imperatives um, yeah are, are there due to our childhood because quite often we were within our childhood within situations we couldn't cope with um, like the example I gave in uh, in the beginning so we were in situations we couldn't cope with and uh, as child we, we we had no possibility to cope and quite often there were my, my parents weren't around or um, there was no adult helping me in this situation and These are quite often the situations which felt felt so badly to us that we made like an inner decision, this should not happen again. And whenever I come to situations where it could happen, then this alarm um, arises. Mm, And also, um, I think you ask for the uh, society. I I think quite often also the society is part of. So I'm I'm, um, dealing a lot also with um, some gender um, topics. And I think... For example, at this ge- these gender topics, um, there are loads of imaginations how how girls should be and there's always included uh, the imaginations that they have to be nice that they have to be polite more polite perhaps than than boys etc and also this um, is often um, often uh, not helpful. Um for for these fears because um, often quite uh, the the women think they' are not good enough, if they're not polite enough, not nice enough and um, this triggers also um, all these imperatives. So it's I think it's a quite mi- mixture of, of growing up of, of situations we, we came in and of, our, um, of the, the way we were, we were raised by our parents, but also um, about society.
0: It's um, really interesting inputs, yeah. It was always when, when I was younger, with my brothers, yeah, the boys, they're always fighting. And the girls, they always have to, have to be polite, you know, and I think it's, it's a really important topic also in today's um, labor market, um, and, and now my question is, when, when someone is coming and, and yeah, hey, I have fear of failure. Uh, what would be like the possible step in an introvision coach introvision coaching? Like how how would you start maybe, and what is important um, for, for for a coach um, wh- wh- when when he or she wants to 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 apply this method?
2: So if, if someone, for example, comes with a um, fear of failure, then normally if I decide to work with introvision coaching, then first of all I uh, explain what's happening within our brain. So Because quite often if I work to managers, they they have the feeling of I'm not allowed to have... A, feel, uh, f- a fear of failure, I'm not allowed to this anymore because I'm a manager, so uh, it's really a relief uh, quite often to, to hear that it's a um, a matter of, of our, our system, that it's quite normal to have fears like this, uh, and how it function and um, why it doesn't help to to just say myself, oh don't have this fear, you are now a manager, you don't need to have this fear of failure. Um, So it's really helpful to to see that it's not a matter of of my uh, cognitive uh, weakness, but it's uh, a systemic problem within my body system. And then after explaining this, uh, we start uh, to to make some exercises um, for mindfulness, because to really get into the... um, into the um, method, I I need uh, a special um, a special f- mm, yeah uh, yeah perception. It's called the wide perception, where I really um, not focus to one one thing, but really have a wide perception where I could see many things at the same time. Because this is um, a part of mindfulness, this wide perception, and it's really helpful to to ha- To look at an um, alarm when it comes up. If I'm in this wide perceptions, it's possible to just really observe the 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 alarm, and not only just feeling it, and also this wide perception mm. helps me to to do it in a not t- judgmental way. Uh, and not to start to try to understand what's happening in there or start to, to, to tell myself, oh stop having this fear or something. So it's really important to, to have this wide perception to, to get there to just observe an alarm. And after doing exercises for the mindfulness or wide perception, I start to, to talk to my client to find out what triggers his alarm, What's the? what are his words, he's telling himself what's not allowed to happen or, d- or what have to happen. So perhaps it's, um, I'm not allowed to fail, but I really need the words this person uses normally. And then, out of these words, I could make my exercise. Um, if I found my words, then I do this introvision exercise, it's an exercise of 8 to 10 minutes where first of all help the other person to come into this um, mindfulness-wide perception. So I uh, start with the body, just to, to observe the body, and then to come to the emotions, to observe the emotions, and then the thoughts, and then come to this wide perceptions, observing all three levels, the body, the um, emotions, and the thoughts. And then I try to trigger the alarm by saying a sentence, for example, like, it might happen that I fail. And if I worked out a good trigger in before, then normally I really trigger the alarm, and alarm reactions uh, will come up. And then I help my client to just observe all these reactions without interfering, without trying to understand anything, without changing anything, just observing it. And then, normally, the alarm comes down, and after eight, nine minutes, I um, finish the exercise and bring back my client into the room, and then we talk about it. And if it worked, then normally, in the beginning of the exercise, when I first triggered the alarm, there was an um, alarm on a... Um, if, if, if I take a... Um, uh, sizing method, like um, 10 points was a total alarm, it really felt um, horrible, and a zero is there was nothing, then normally there was an alarm in between six and nine or ten, and if it works, then in the end, just at the end of the exercise, it uh, went down to an four, for example. So this shows me that the um, it it was the beginning of, of disconnecting this imperative from uh, from my alarm system, so and then I I give um, I normally make a um, make a record of, of this exercise and I send it to my client so that he could exercise himself for two weeks for example that's a good time.
1: I can totally understand uh, how the the method- works uh, as I also did the education in in coaching uh, capacities and for me the question that I have when there is someone listening to our podcast and it doesn't sound too um, welcoming to trigger my alarm system and it needs a lot of courage it needs a lot of trust also and yeah to actually allow this can also trigger heavy emotions because there is a heavy there is a reason why people Usually, don't look at what is triggering them. So, how can you actually encourage people to look at that, and what is also the benefit, and what what does it need for someone that comes to a, to a coaching? Because from the outside, it, it can be very frightening, mm-hmm. or also the, the risk of getting overwhelmed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, in the first step, um, I think that the um, yeah, that the coaching begins not in my first coaching session. The coaching starts at the moment someone decides to go to a coach and I think there the first idea of I want to change something in my life or in my business life um, increases. So um, there normally the courage starts to change something but then, and the second step, uh, like you said, it's really important that the that there's a good trust in between the coach and the coachee. So if I have this trust, then normally the the people um, start to, to increase their courage to really face their deep emotions and fears. And also, um, if they really connect to this method, if they really have uh, blockage, like uh, I'm fearing to fail, or I'm fearing not being good enough, or something. And they see that uh, with, with, with the help of this method, they could overcome this fear and get, um, get so calm within situations which were stressful before. Uh, they really are curious, normally and say, okay, it sounds like hard stuff and hard work, but if it works in the end, it makes sense to me. Because uh, if you you could be calmer in situations which were stressful before, it's really an aim totally um, helpful for everybody. And also to, to get more possibilities of, of, of actions. Normally, if I'm in stress, I'm acting always in the same way and often in a way I don't like uh, often we say after situations "Oh, I really not wanted to to react like this again but I did it again and if I'm um, if I I, um, solved such a blockage I could react in another way and this also is really helpful to change something in my life or in my business world
0: yeah, that's, that's it's really interesting. Also for me, I experienced that and I think uh, the, the experience was really intense. I also closed the eyes and, and to all the listeners out there, you have to imagine then the, the coach is, is, is face-to-face on you and, and is all all the time commenting things and, and telling you, hey, keep this attitude of, of, of the wide view, of the wide objective. And, and then um, suddenly this this imperative this sentence comes. And yeah, it, it was like the experience was was, was quite interesting because then there are a lot of emotions coming up. You know, you, you, you feel heat, then sometimes you're cold. <laughs> and then when you open up the ice again, you're back. And um, it was really interesting to see what, what what the impact was. And in my opinion, it was a really powerful exercise. But nevertheless, it was also important to, to be open to the process and... I think for all the coaches out there it's important that you don't use the methodology, this method not in the beginning I think in the first session because it's quite intense yeah actually and, and and that was that was also my experience maybe yeah. maybe to to add on it yeah
2: Yeah and I think it's also important that um as coach you you really realize um what, what the client wants to arrive. It's important that not me as coach say, okay, you should change this in your world or in your life. It's always the decision of my coachee. And I could o- uh, only work with things my coachee really wants to change.
1: Yeah, for this is a good point. Uh, for me, what just popped up is we talked a lot about emotions and um, feelings, but I would claim that in today's society, it's not so common to be connected with one's feeling or emotions, you know, because we are, especially in the business, we are so um, cognitive oriented and still um, emotions don't have a high, um, how do you say, a high standard in in business, of course. Emotional intelligence will be more and more important, but it needs also a skill for the coachee to actually be in contact with one's feeling or emotions. And how do you experience that? Is there really a good connection uh, with the people that are coming to you with their own feelings or emotions or what can actually help to be more connected? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it differs so some some uh, coach uh, coaches are really good connected to their emotions um, even so I um, I think within the business world emotions are really yeah not allowed normally uh, you say it has to be cognitive and uh, not emotional but um, nevertheless we are human and we are really um, run by our emotions, so we decide th- uh, through our emotions normally. So um, the uh, research shows more and more that emotions are quite important for our uh, for our life and our decisions. So um, this is one part, and if someone is not good connected to his emotions, normally it helps to to use also this right perceptions this wide perception and mindfulness to discover the emotions to really give them some space to to show up and to be seen because normally if we don't look at our emotions if we don't let them be there then um, they're they're uh, in our bodies anyway and interfering our um, our behavior, Uh, much more. I just read an interesting article about um, research where uh, some people, um, one group of the people should just think about the sense of life. And they were really um, told only to think about it. And another group were just um, told to um, observe their emotions. They shouldn't do anything other than observing their emotions. And they were... um, Seeing at the brain um, stuff, and the group who was um, just thinking about the sense of life, there was a l- lot of activity within the brains at the emotional center. So there were loads of emotions, and they uh, didn't came to calmness, they were always there. There was loads of activity. But the people who were just uh, set to observe their emotions, there were activity at the emotion center at the beginning of the exercise, and in the end, it calmed down. So observing our emotion is really um, a good thing to calm down the emotions, because then we let them be there and they could stop firing in our brain all the time but if I don't uh, see them, if I don't give them space, then they're firing and firing to give us a message and we don't hear it and they won't stop. So um, really the the mindfulness is a good tool to come to this um, observing emotions and letting them within our body because we all have emotions. I don't think that people don't have them
1: yeah I I totally agree maybe um, a lot of people just um, yeah are afraid of their emotions because they can get easily carried away but I also strongly believe emotions and feelings is a good hint of actually our needs you know if we are angry or frustrated uh, instead of just swallowing it down and ignoring the, the situation, we can look at what is actually happening in, inside of me. And then we see I am frustrated and behind the emotions, the feelings, there is usually a need. And if I am capable of then also explaining my need to the other person, then of course, we can solve the situation. And then the emotion is not blocking energy because I believe that when we don't deal with our emotions, this is blocking energy. yeah.
2: Yeah, totally agree.
0: So really, really similar meaning here on emotion. I hope all the people out in the labor market will will have also the same. I think I'm also totally agreeing with you guys. And um, yeah, I think we are on the end um, of of this podcast. I've, I found it really interesting to to take a closer look to the approach of introvision coaching. And um, this is really an effective mindful technique. So. Um, guys, you can try it. I think I didn't ask you, but alone, I think it's hard to, to practice. I think you need a coach, or what we say, Alice, before we finish.
2: So, yeah, of course, you could practice the method by your own, but it's really hard. So, uh, the first step is really hard to, to get to this um, point of mindfulness and uh, wide perceptions. This really needs practice. And also, if, if you want to trigger the alarms, you really have to, to find the, mm. the right imperative. And um, it's possible to find it by yourself, but it's much more difficult than with a coach because we all have our blind spots. And uh, normally our blind spots mm. are where our fears are. And so it's not so easy to find them by yourself, but it's possible. So it's really... If you're really good in observing yourself and this mindfulness uh, it's possible to deal with yourself but s- normally it's easier to to talk to a coach and to to find okay the yeah. right so yeah there. and that
0: as always we heard yeah these imperatives we had some example of yeah failure and um, having having fear from failures um, or or not not to be good enough. That was also really interesting. So people out there you have you had some examples. And last but not least I think we was also interesting to 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 hear that it's important to deal, to, 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 to give the emotion space. And last but not least you you get some step within the introvision coaching how how these this goes when you go to a coach. Okay. Um, many thanks to, to Alice, um, for, to Munich. Thank you, you thank that you were a part of our Kitoko podcast. And thank you, Amadeo um, that you were here with me. It was a really honor to have you here, guys. Um, if you have questions, um, send, send, send them to us. If you have questions to the method, if you have questions to other things around coaching, you can also reach Alice, of course. And you see her in, 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 our, in our Vita, in our LinkedIn um, post. We co- w- she's connected there, and um, yeah, of course, follow our podcast, the Kitoko podcast. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and all the platforms. Um, if you want to to yeah to develop your personality, to develop teams, but also make the company future oriented. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. Um, have a nice day to you guys, and um, I wish you all the best out there.